The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hey there. Welcome to 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap. I'm Lindsay, and I'm joined by my co-host and real-life partner, Carling. We're diving into the 90s hit drama through today's lens. Get ready for our off-the-cuff commentary and peeling back the layers of the Camden family. We'll tackle everything from family rules, life lessons, and 90s fashion. Join us every week for a light-hearted queer perspective and a trip down memory lane. Whether you're a die-hard fan or new to the show, this recap is for you. Hi, hello. We always record in the evening and my phone is always on its last legs. What's it at now? 18. I mean, it's been less. I know, it's going to last. I just like instinctually plug my phone in throughout the day. Like if I'm sitting at my desk or in my car has a charger now. I plug mine in in a car. Yeah. Um, Mine's not like yours though. Like I have to plug it actually in with a cord and then because it gets used like so roughly what's that ad plug it in plug it in glad plugins glade plugins glade hmm. yeah that was probably from the 90s uh yeah you were gonna tell me about burning man and i just felt like maybe the folks listening would like to hear yeah i think i mean they probably know but i don't know i don't know well yeah i don't know so Burning Man is a festival in the desert desert in Nevada. And from what I can gather from like people that I know that have been there and like TikTok and social media and the internet machine and everything, it's like it's like they set up like a whole village for this festival. Yeah. So like there's food and But isn't it like, like there's no money? Like people bring like gifts and so there's a spot where you can like buy your meals from what I saw on TikTok today but then there was another area where you, in exchange for your meals you can volunteer like serving the meal kind of thing or doing right. dishes <clears throat> yeah and yeah I think there's a lot of bartering and like people dress up and that's kind of like a spiritual slash drug fueled yeah yeah experience lots of like electro electric music and Sounds too noisy for me. It's yeah. dry. Yeah, and they get like dust storms. It's so dry that you have to like wear ski goggles. That's like part of your outfit. No matter what. No matter what. But maybe thanks to global warming, unclear, there was a massive rainstorm yesterday. And because of the like texture of the ground, it turned it into like soft clay. <gasps> And like 70,000 people are trapped in the desert. 
at Burning Man because they can't get vehicles because the vehicles can't like they don't have some sort of like like special tire that like a snowmobile I don't know yeah like maybe like an arctic cat but probably not because those types of mobiles mobiles are are for snow I don't know like so some people were like hiking six miles out like in the sludge in clay in this like sludgy clay that's like going up to your past your ankles i know their leg muscles are gonna be shredded <laughs> yeah like just take all the ecstasy you got and head out <laughs> you won't feel the thing i don't know anyways i was gonna tell you about that like i will not confirm or deny if i ever did ecstasy but uh-huh. i really loved doing yoga and stretching That's good. <laughs> um, are we also going to talk about our new best friends? Oh, Amy and Sam. Yeah, they're going to join us somehow, sometime. So I met Amy through my other podcast. I did not sign up for this. And she's been a guest twice. And then she got me involved in this really incredible program through the uh, Pride and Joy Foundation. I almost called it the Here and Queer Foundation, which is <laughs> like, thing. it's yeah. not wrong. <laughs> and she was in town doing a, giving a talk and she brought her wife and they made a little like vacation out of it away from their kids. And we met them for breakfast. And we snuck into the hotel's complimentary br- uh, breakfast brunch. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> it, it was, was a really nice downtown hotel. Yeah. And they like did some research and they were like so into it. They were like, you're going to show up if we need to, we will wife swap and we'll just like, yeah, say we're each other's partners. Yeah. So Sam was telling me she like did all this research on Reddit. So super legit. Yeah. And, um, if it's like a swipe card swipe in you're it's easier to sneak people in because there's not an actual human there checking off names on the it was on like the 21st floor or something maybe it's on the third floor yeah their room was on the 21st floor. oh <laughs> but yeah 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 like like and and like minimum wage employees that are just restocking plates aren't gonna argue no and we looked like we could have been there for yeah pride because the pride parade was yeah, the next pr- day yeah, yeah we were presentable we all looked the same yeah we did all should we showed up and we were like oh man <laughs> The four of us look the same. Yeah. But then we had so much fun that they came over for dinner. Yeah. And we like stayed or they stayed until like 11. We sat back and just talked and it was so fun. I love it. It's rare that you make a new, like new friends when you're older, I think. Yeah. And these are good ones. They are good ones. I'm excited about it. They live about three hours from us. So we have to go up there for figure skating at some point. And I think on another time, we could just bring Olivia and she can babysit. Yeah. She'll make some money and we'll have some drinks. Yeah. Drinks. Drinks. Great. <laughs> okay. So, so we are, yeah, episode 16, Brave New World. Mm-hmm. February 17th, 1997. That was a brave new time. <laughs> yeah. The school bully experiences a the what? The school the bully. School. School. And I had the whole conversation in my head just in this one second yeah. about how this is a very minor detail of this episode. 
Yeah. <laughs> but okay. the school bully experiences a severe lapse in judgment when he tries to sexually harass Mary. Okay. Like that's the whole synopsis. That's the whole synopsis. That's the basis for a brave new world. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, we'll get into it, but like this synopsis is the last four minutes of the show. <laughs> yeah. Like and like oh. yeah, because the Brave New World theme kind of covers Ruthie who's starting pre-K. Mm-hmm. Well, shouldn't she be starting kindergarten? Isn't she five? Yeah, I don't know what. Maybe they've got junior kindergarten and senior kindergarten, but I don't know what pre-kindergarten is when you're that, when yeah. you're five. Yeah, I, speaking of Ruthie, I made a note here. No six-year-old's curls are that nice. Like, Careful, you're going to get parents of curly-haired kids saying you're correct. It's a, <laughs> it's a disaster <laughs> until they're old enough to not like roll around on the ground all day. Yeah. Yeah. Like my cousin's kid has curly hair. Michelle's kid. Audrey. Yeah. And like, it was just like a rat's nest until about two years ago. Now she's 10 and it's better. Well, sorry, Michelle, if you're listening. Yeah. I'm using you as an example. Yeah. (laughs) But then we learn about Lucy's, I think, brave new world in sort of confronting something that's wrong when she sees it. Mm -hmm. And... And Mary is being brave because she doesn't want Matt to help her with her problem. And then she confronts her bully. Yeah, she rejected a boy. Yeah. And he spread rumors. So there's a few few things here. I broke it down by person this time. Yeah, I tried to copy you in how you do notes because it's better. (laughs) But I was getting confused while I typed. Yeah. I so I broke it down with between Ruthie and Simon are together. Mary is on her own with Matt, or I guess Mary and Matt are together, and then Lucy and I guess Eric are together. Annie didn't really have a huge role in this episode. Yeah, like what does she even do? She's just a stay-at-home mom. Yeah, <laughs> she's bored all day. Yeah. Although after they dropped Ruthie off, and then she said she was cry- like she said she wasn't going to go back or whatever the next day. Annie was like, "No, I finally had a nap." Yeah. <laughs> She's got to go back. Yeah. <laughs> so where should we start? I guess with Ruthie. So we start off with Ruthie um, being nervous about starting pre-K and Simon is giving her the like Cole's notes, like no throwing up, no crying. You got to go in there. You're going to cut yeah. some paper, glue it down. He's like, make sure you grab the left-handed scissors. Yeah. And then he says, stay away from coconut. So is she allergic to coconut? Yeah. That was a weird... <laughs> yeah i didn't understand that reference yeah but i did notice that it feels like simon is starting to like parentify himself yeah now that he's had puppies with happy he's the husband yeah because he was sort of like acting more concerned about her in the way that matt acts concerned about the other kids yeah than just yeah than just a brother yeah i agree he's like he's trying to be the big brother but like it comes across as like parentifying. Yeah, because he's got Matt to look up to. Exactly. <clears throat> this orange juice. I was like oh, craving my. orange juice. Are you allergic? No, it just made me a little flummy. Um, I also wanted to mention they use the same B roll. I I wrote that somewhere. I said same B roll. The two dudes on the bike. Yeah. I mean that's okay. Yeah, and it's a super nineties clip. Like Yeah. 
So Ruthie goes to her first day with Eric and Annie. Mm-hmm. And the, but Simon says, like, do you want me to take her? And Annie's like, well, no, like I took every one of my kids to their first day. So like, I'll do it. Yeah. I didn't get like, that's was like presumptuous of Simon. Or something. Yeah. Like I didn't get that. Yeah. And he, and then, so then it's like all emotional and they see the teacher who it seems has been the same pre-K teacher for all the kids. Like, I thought it was rude when the teacher was like, oh, is this the last one? Yeah. <laughs> like, but is that foreshadowing? <laughs> yes. I thought for a second mm-hmm. that they were going to go home and do it. Yeah. And then we'd find out that. Yeah. Yeah. But who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, but. She goes in. She has no problem. Annie's, like, trying to make a big deal of it, and Ruthie doesn't even care. She's like, I've got your dad's pager, so if you need me, the teacher will page me, and I'll come get you. I'll be right here. And Ruthie's like, okay, bye. Pagers and beepers. Yeah. <laughs> like, did you ever have one? No. Did you? No. I wasn't, like, of the... I was, like, I would have been too young for a beeper yeah. pager. And then... I think that the pager era wasn't very long. And no. then there was cell phones. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because I had a cell phone. Like, I would have been in high school when beepers were, like, all the rage. And then I would have been, by the end of high school, I had a cell phone. Yeah. By grade 12, I had one. I was so excited for my first cell phone. But, like, when I think about it in hindsight, none of my friends had cell phones. So, like... And it wasn't a smartphone, it was an analog. Yeah, yeah. So the what, phone. what was it? There was no texting, T9 was It was there just yet. literally a phone. It was just a phone. Yeah, a big, chunky phone. Yeah. My mom had a cell phone um, that she just kept in her car. That's what you do. Yeah. Like, it wasn't a car phone. No, but yeah, yeah, because it was too big to take with you. Yeah, it wasn't even that big, but it was like after my dad had passed away, and it was just like safer for her to like have a phone, I guess. Yeah. And yeah, she had a phone, and yeah, she just kept it in like the glove box of the car, which I thought was so funny. And you know what? She still has the same phone number. That's why. All these years later. It like, will be interesting to see in this show... Like, we're seeing people have pagers. We've already seen a few cellular phones. Mm-hmm. But they've, they're have they not... It's like somebody borrowed somebody's phone. Do you know what I thought was funny that we didn't even talk about last episode? I bet you that, that that cell phone that they took camping, that the parents took camping, probably wouldn't have even got reception back then out in the forest. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't even get reception in the forest, and it's 2023. Yeah, fair. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Anyways. But it'll be interesting to track the technology, yeah, like through the seasons. Yes, I think. Yeah, like when when it ends, did they have cell phones by then? Yeah, I don't know. So, <laughs> oh, I said, did I wrote Mrs. Mil- Mrs. Miller is a lesbian? <laughs> the teacher? Yes. <laughs> I didn't catch that. I'm gonna find a picture of her. Okay, you talk about something. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so Ruthie comes home from her first day of school, and there is a notice in her backpack Ooh. on yellow paper about prohibiting weapons at school. So the other thing I wanted to look up was what year did the Columbine shooting happen? I was in high school. 
It was in the 2000s or 1999. Okay. I think it, it was in 1999. Okay. Yeah, you're right. So two years ahead of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and, and Annie and Eric are like beside themselves that this, ha- this notice has had to go home. Yeah. But like, I don't know. Yeah, because they didn't have that with the other kids. No. Um, okay. And then Ruthie doesn't want to go back. Uh, she's like, yeah, I went for a day. I'm done now. I won't go again. Um, and then I, this was so stereotypical of like a kid who's starting to go to school. Um, she gets mad at Simon because Simon says she has to go back and he didn't tell her that. And then she punches him in the shoulder (laughs) and Annie's like, where did you learn that? And she's like, preschool. (laughs) Like (laughs) Like in her first day, she learned to hit. (laughs) She got a love interest, a new best friend. She learned to hit. Yeah. So on the second day, she's happy. Okay. This is what I hated though. They're, they're like, Oh, she's going to go back. She's so happy. She met a boy. She's yeah. five or yeah. six. Let's stop sexualizing. Children. Yeah. Like gross. How, how do you find this? Like I, her name is Dawn Jeffrey. Okay. Jeffrey. Um, I do. Oh, maybe she's not dead. She's married to someone. Mr. Jeffrey. Mr. Jeffrey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to Sean Nelson. Okay. You can look her up on the video. Yeah. Because in, in character, she just looked like a lesbian. Like she was wearing like, like tailored khaki trousers with a white button up and a tie. Like, although also though, that was like what straight people were wearing back then. Like our moms probably. Well, all right. I don't know though. Anyways, do we want to talk about Skylar right now and yeah. wrap up Ruthie? Yeah. Okay. Let's wrap it up. So the new best friend is a little boy named Skylar, which they make fun of his name. Yeah. <laughs> Simon makes fun of his name. What yeah. kind of name is Skylar? And he's jealous. Simon is like jealous yeah. that Ruthie now has connections mm-hmm. with people outside of him. Yeah. Because he was like basically controlling her. Yeah. To find her. Um, but so many kids are named Skylar now. So maybe because it's Simon. Yeah. And they find out that Skylar's coming over for a play date and he's a superhero. Uh-huh. Ruthie says he's a superhero. So then we get to the scene where they, <laughs> the scene starts with this music. And I, like, I don't know the proper way of explaining this music. It's the type of music you might hear in a martial arts movie. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Maybe from a more, like, Asian culture. Mm-hmm. It's got, like, Asian instruments. And Skylar is in okay. his karate outfit. He yeah. is of Asian descent. And he's showing her his karate moves. Yeah, so they have a small Asian child doing karate to some, like, stereotypical Asian, Asian music. music. And it's very racist. It's, I'm like, <laughs> what is... Like, that's like when Keisha was over dancing with yeah, to, Lucy in the bedroom yes. to rap music. Like, <laughs> it was hilarious. Oh, my God. And so then the doorbell rings <laughs> and Simon goes to get it because it's going to be Skylar's sister coming to pick him up. Yeah. And he opens the door. Love at first sight. Like eyes as hearts hearts as eyes 
he can't he's even. glowing and he shakes her hand and takes her inside and we i mean that's sort of how the episode ends i think or yeah close, close to. to it yeah so now we think simon maybe has a new love interest yeah i mean this show doesn't really carry themes <laughs> over too much episode to episode but we'll see yeah that's true yeah but yeah i'll be interested now that um Ruthie's in school if she'll end up getting a bit more storylines is this going to be the start of her like more character development yeah I've been seeing that guy I don't know who he is on TikTok who like talks about each episode and he's doing yeah, one Robbie just... something Robert yeah he just did one recently about a Ruthie episode later on at hmm. the airport yes yeah <laughs> I'm excited for that yeah. episode okay so then the next two like big stories are Mary's and Lucy's and they're kind of intertwined but no sorry they're not intertwined they're very just like one one story and one another story yeah but Eric is intertwined between the two of them yeah so Lucy the show starts off with Eric driving Lucy and Susanna is that her name Suzanne Suzanne what a 1997 name I know I never know if it's like Susan or Suzanne I think that's spelled like the same with a z no, Susan. You typed Susan. Yeah. I typed Suzanne. S-U-Z-A-N-N-E. Oh, they were pronouncing it, pronouncing it Suzanne. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. Suzanne. Okay. I typed it wrong. I'll, it's okay. I'll use Suzanne for the rest <laughs> of the episode. <laughs> it's okay. We're not all perfect. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm not perfect. I didn't mean to sound like that. So, Eric is driving Suzanne home, and he pulls in front of the house, and she's like, okay, thank you for the ride. And Eric says, oh, I'll just make sure you get in the house okay. I'll wait here and then I'll pull away. And she kind of looks back at the house and she says, no, it's okay. I've got to go around back because my mom is sleeping. No. She doesn't want to set the alarm off. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Okay. <laughs> so are we fighting? We might be. Should I pack a bag? No. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> so, but it's a very, like, fancy neighborhood. The house yes. is huge. So he, so she, so he's like, okay. So she runs around the back of the house into the shadows. You don't see her anymore. Lucy gets in the front seat. They start driving away. And then, presumably a block or two later, she says, oh, no. And he slams on the brakes. And she says, Suzanne forgot her science homework. We got to go back. And then Eric is like, okay, I'll go back, but you can't, it's got to be quick. You can't just stand there talking about everything that's happened in your life over the last three minutes. I know. Like, shut up, Eric. Yeah. (laughs) And so then as they go to turn around, Lucy's like, oh, there's Suzanne right now. And she's crossing the street and fucking in across the street in the dark. So Lucy, who can't take a clue, says, Suzanne. And she's like, oh, I was just running to find you because I realized I left my homework. (laughs) And he's like, well, I'll just drive you back. And it's like this awkward, she doesn't want to be driven. And right away, you're like, "Mm, something's weird. Yeah, there's a lot of awkward looks. Um, I think, like, Lucy, I mean, she does, like, come to her dad afterwards and say, like, was that a weird experience? Yeah, like the next morning over cereal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because Lucy says that she called. So... They end up at school the next day in science class. Like, that. so the science class that is portrayed in <laughs> high schools in America 
You that know? was not my experience. What was your experience? Like we just we didn't always have bubbling beakers and like have to have PPE on every single time. I suddenly want to make you a t-shirt that says <laughs> bubbling beakers. <laughs> I'm a scientist. <laughs> Science is cool. <laughs> like it does seem like there's a lot of lab work. Yeah, I think and she's only in grade. What is that in nine, America? Eight, nine. She only would have been in grade eight or nine, which was junior high for us. Yeah. Which certainly was not involving a lot of bubbly beakers. But like, I can think of like other films from the like nineties and early two thousands that are like high school films where they're like in a science lab. Yeah. I don't know if that's just like the best way to portray school or what, but like. I just had a core memory unlocked Mm -hmm. in junior high. We were doing like a science experiment where there was like a bucket of hot water, like warm water Uh and a bucket of ice water. And you had to put a hand, a different hand in each. And somebody pointed out how hairy my arms were. People are the worst. I know. Let me see. Show me your arm. No, they are really hairy. (laughs) Like, like I'm not upset about it. But like I was upset then. Yeah. Because kids are assholes. Yeah. Anyway, I I just thought about that. Um, okay. So, so Lucy says, Hey, Suzanne, um, when I called you last night, your mom said you weren't home. I was oh, still also important house. to know Suzanne is wearing Lucy's shirt, right? Because she spilled like chocolate milk or something on it. And so she comes to school the next day in the same shirt that she borrowed and says, Oh, all my clothes are at the, at the dry cleaner. <laughs> so I just wore this again. And Lucy's like, Oh, that's okay. But it's weird. Cause I called you and mm-hmm. What did she say? Your she said Lucy called and Suzanne's mom said she wasn't home yet. And then she said, "Oh, it's a big house and my mom's kind of a flake." <laughs> <laughs> so she just didn't know she was home. Like way to throw your mom under yeah. the bus. I know, and your mom's actually pretty great. We find out. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So and she's like, so her and Jimmy Moon decide we're gonna tail Suzanne's bus. Stalk her home and see what is really going on. And they see her going into getting off the bus and going up the stairs to this apartment building. And Lucy's like, Well, that can't be right. She lives in a really nice neighborhood. <laughs> and then they see the mailbox with her family name on it. Yeah. And she's like, Well, that can't be right. And then and she can't possibly live in an apartment. <laughs> like, I'm like, okay, Lucy, your yeah. privilege is showing. Yeah. Oh, so. And then the mom, so Suzanne's mom just happens by and is like, oh, are you kids lost? And they lie and say no. And Yeah. But I think it's funny that Lucy, like Lucy then tries to like, what's it called when you like try to act like you're, like she says, oh, we, we don't even own our house. The church owns it. Like, it's okay that you live in a dodgy part of town in an apartment. Yeah. We don't even own our house. Like, yeah. that's not the same here, Lucy. You live in no. a fucking mansion. Yeah. That the church pays for. You don't pay. <laughs> yeah, like, you don't have a mortgage <laughs> or rent. Yeah. Uh, so, Lucy confides in Eric that uh, she found Suzanne's real address, and she's really worried about her. And Eric's like, you can't be going to that part of town. That's a terrible part of town and she's like okay well now you really have to go over there so eric goes in the afternoon the next day 
with a little paper bag containing Suzanne's laundered shirt. Like it looks like a lunch bag. Oh, wait, we for you forgot. Well, you forgot. I'm oh, God. call you out here. Mike. No, we forgot. When Eric says it's a high crime area, Lucy says not to worry because Jimmy Moon is an expert in acupressure point defense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, like, what? No show me Jimmy Moon. <laughs> and he is all muscly now. Because so. it's foreshadowing to yeah. his bodybuilding days. Exactly. He could kick your butt now. Wow. <laughs> so, Eric goes, climbs the stairs to this apartment, and like knocks on the door. And then the mom comes around and unlocks the deadbolt. And then there's like a, like a screen door, but it's it's like a more protective metal door, like it's more oh. of a security door. Yeah. And, and and she's rushing like she's late. Yes, she's rushing around that apartment. But then when she sees it's the Reverend Eric Camden, she invites him in for coffee. She's like, "Well, I have time for another coffee." You're yeah. running around your house. Yeah, like you're a you've missed your bus. <laughs> and he shouldn't just because they live in the bad part of town. You shouldn't assume they take the bus. Maybe she has a car. <laughs> okay, I don't think so. <laughs> just based on the other scenes, but maybe. So. Eric is like, oh, I'm Lucy's dad, the Reverend Eric Camden. And she's like, oh, great to meet you. Come on in. Come on in. And he just, I mean, I guess, how else do you bring it up? He's just like, oh, is everything okay? And she then just feels compelled to say, well, you're right. You know, after I left my husband, it's been really hard making ends meet. I work three jobs and, you know, he doesn't pay any child support. And, like, Eric is floored by this concept. Yeah. Like, also, that's very privileged, Eric. Lots of people don't pay their child support. Yeah. So, Suzanne's parents are divorced, and she can't afford a nicer place. And so, Suzanne... She's talked to lawyers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No lawyer. No lawyer. It's, well, it's, it's, it's too money. It's too time-consuming. It's too it's long. It's expensive. It's time-consuming. Bills are due now. Yeah. The lawyers are going to deal with it later. Yeah. And then Eric says, well, I know some lawyers... That come to church, I can talk to them. And he says, and then she said, I've, but yeah, I've dealt with lawyers. It doesn't do anything. And then he offers to go talk to the guy. Like, and I wrote, Reverend Camden is going to do what no lawyer can. <laughs> so yeah, he can, I just wrote, he do? Eric's going to talk to them because the lawyers aren't working. He's a dick. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> I think I'm talking about the dad. Okay. <laughs> like he, so Eric can save kids from being on the street in doing pot uh -huh. drug busting them he can um rehab he can reunite a pregnant teen with uh, their yes. with her dad and baby daddy and baby daddy and get them jobs he can get people jobs anywhere no he can find living situations for homeless people mm -hmm. families living in their vans Yep, he can find a better living situation for somebody suffering from like a mental health crisis at Halloween. Oh yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> what can't he do? I mean, so of course he's going to be able to do something. Uh, obviously, he's going to go down there and talk to him. This yeah. is this is his main goal. And what I think is interesting is Lucy even says when she says to her dad, like previous to her her him even going to Suzanne's house. She's like, Dad, you got to do something. And he's like, well, I can't just do everything for everybody. For everybody. And she's like, oh, well, you can. But now that I've asked, you can't. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So I also just wrote as a side note, why does Suzanne have LDS hair? She does. I know. <laughs> like she looks like she's straight from the compound of a Mormon fundamentalist polygamy colony. <laughs> yeah, she does. She does. I looked her up. She's like, hasn't done anything in a while, but she has become a voice actor. She's in a lot of cartoons. Weird. Yeah. Although I think she was in the same cartoon that Dwight was in now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. After the last yeah. recess. Could be. Anyways. So Eric goes to the car dealership where of course he's a he Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, he's a used car salesman. <laughs> I don't know if he owns the dealership or if he just works there. But it's like they re- they reference him as if he has a lot of money. And then he's like at this skeezy. Maybe it looks skeezy because all the cars were from 1997. But they were top end. We yeah, like I'm viewing it through today's lens of like, oh God, those cars are so old. Yeah. But maybe they were like highfalutin. Maybe. And in 1997, like my parents weren't driving new cars. They were driving cars that were 10 years old. So like yeah. I have no reference for this. Yeah. <laughs> True. So he like, he's like, oh, are you Suzanne's dad? Whatever his name is. And he's like, oh yeah, I am. And he's like, are you kidding me? I'm not giving them any money. Suzanne made that decision when she chose her mom over me. Like, get a grip. Yeah, I wrote, he's a dick. Yeah. So Eric's like, okay, so he kind of leaves. And then over dinner, I can't remember how the conversation comes up. Lucy's upset about the whole thing. And then Eric says, well, do you want to go play some pool? Like, he plays on the fact that Lucy is so starved for his attention mm-hmm. to con her into going to play pool with, with ulterior motive of running into running Bill. into Bill, Suzanne's dad. Yeah. How did he know he was going to be there? I didn't, I didn't get that because they show up and Bill is there and Bill's like, Oh, you're following me. And Eric's like, no, I'm just here playing some pool with my daughter. And he's like, Oh, you just want to, you want me to see, how great a father-daughter relationship can be and throw it in my face. Like, that is what he's doing, but how did he know he was going to be there? I don't remember in any point of the episode him being like, I'll be at the billiards later. Maybe because his name's Bill. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And so, okay, so Eric is a pool shark. This is what we have been led to believe since day one. When he was smoking cigarettes with Matt. Yeah. Well, he wasn't, but in episode one. So, so they, Eric challenge, no, Bill challenges Eric to a pool game. 
and they start throwing money down. And then Lucy throws down 20 bucks. Yeah, which I didn't understand. She's like, this is two weeks of chore money. And I was like, Lucy, you don't understand. You're not actually needed here. Like, mm-hmm. this is between the men. And <laughs> and if it's an all ages billiards, which it seems to be because all the kids have been there. Yeah. There wouldn't, they wouldn't allow gambling. I guess maybe it's under the table. Under but the like... table for sure. <laughs> so Eric wins a whole bunch of money from Bill. And like enough to be the child support that was owed. Yeah. To, to Suzanne's mom. Yeah. <clears throat> and Eric like walks in and just throws the money at Suzanne. Annie. Oh yeah. Who's on the bed. Yeah. Like he, like he, like he makes, makes it, it rain. rain. Yeah. yeah. Like gross. Like ew. Also dollar bills are so gross. I used to work at a bank Ugh. in a part of town where I have there was about a this. lot of sex uh-huh. workers and a lot of people experiencing homelessness and there was a lot of sanitization required. Yeah. I think like there's some sort of like statistic about like the amount of like cocaine that's on one bill. Yeah. Probably not so much anymore. And you know, because our money can be washed literally now it's plastic, but I don't think American bills are plastic. Oh yeah. Coins are gross. Coins are gross. I, on my other podcast, I did not sign up for this. I interviewed a woman whose husband was robbing banks and she didn't know. And he went to jail and she talked about when she went to visit him, you had to boil your money and like sanitize it, sanitize your money and wipe it down. And you couldn't stop. If you were driving from your house to the prison, you didn't stop because you didn't want to touch anything. Because, like, gas handles, I guess, are notorious that could, like, have traces of narcotics and money. And so when they do the swab, when you get to the prison, if you've got any trace of anything on you, they could take away your visitation rights. Did you see your face? I saw it was a no-see-em. I saw them. I saw them. I saw them. Yeah, I think that's crazy. Like, money and, like, I won't, do you know what I won't touch? Tell me. The railing to an escalator. I refuse. Why? There's they. I have like a phobia of it. Like about how gross they are. Like I wouldn't lick it, but if I need for stability, I'll put my hand. Like I won't do it. I when I like I'll put if I have a hoodie, like I'll put my hand in my hoodie if I have to like hold on to it. Yeah, I guess like I'll use my elbow or. Yeah, but but like I'll grab a gas pump and pump my gas, no problem. Like there's no like that that doesn't make any sense. They should make something inside escalators because it like is on a belt where yeah. it's like the handles being sanitized in the underside. <laughs> Ew, do you know what's gross? <laughs> do you remember in public bathrooms, they would have like a reusable towel, oh, but like on a roll. On a roll. Mm-hmm. And so it was like a thin cloth and you'd pull down, wipe your hands, and then the next person would pull down. Mm-hmm. And it was like on a contraption. So what was just pulled down would then be sucked up into another roll. Yeah. And then when it was empty, you would change it, but you would send it away to be laundered. Yeah. Well, like, that's gross to me. No, those ones are, those are the grossest. Yeah, I used to work at a dance studio and that's what they had and I had to change them. Oh, gross. Yeah. I used to work for a company that laundered, like, linens. And I thought it was so funny that, like, it's being, like, the towels are being laundered. 
and they're being like sanitized and they're in like these big huge like machines that have like high pressure heat and water and blah 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 and or high temperature water I mean and so like they are sanitized like they come out crispy kind yeah. of thing but so like on my route I went to a bathhouse a hotel and a morgue and all those towels oh. just get washed together and then sent back out it's not like each it's not like each. It's not like you business. have the morgue's towels with a little morgue written on the tag. Yeah, mm-hmm. this yeah. belongs to morgue. Yeah, and then like Goliath's written on the other. Is that the bathhouse? Yeah, I got to go in it. <gasps> it's moist. The air is like heavy and humid, and as I would expect, nothing left <laughs> in a bathhouse underground. Yeah, and yeah, I, they'd only let me go to the front desk. I didn't want to go any further. I just went to the front desk. Where there's like a man, then behind him is all the options you can choose if you need lube, condoms, anything. Is the intention of a bathhouse for sexual encounters? And that's yeah, and like gay men sexual encounters. Like I, I don't yes. think they exist necessarily anymore so much. But can you imagine just for women, like a lesbian one, <laughs> just be a constant <laughs> orgy. Yeah. Maybe that's what's going on in the bathhouses in Netherlands too. I don't know. Yeah, as a lesbian, I find that one more offensive to me. That's fair. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, I thought it was so interesting. Same thing. Like, all these towels just get thrown in this big washing machine together. And, like, that was just my route. Like, there was many routes all over the whole city. And, uh, like, and then they just get sent back out. The morgue also got, like, white, like, jackets washed. I saw a dead body once. (laughs) Like... (laughs) Like, like I opened the door to deliver and the like, what's it called? The person that does the makeup? The um, mortician? Yeah. was like working on a body and they were like, just leave it over there. And I was like, okay. <laughs> but had it already been like. Yeah. It was like covered process. in makeup. Yeah. I don't know. <sighs> Anyways. I, yeah. Same along the same lines as these towels. Like they just wash them and reuse them. But like, I think in like COVID, like COVID really. Made us think about yeah. reevaluate our life choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah. My God. Sometimes I'll just leave the bathroom and wipe my hands on my pants. Like yeah, there's no <laughs> <laughs> because the blow dryers are worse. Are worse, and they suck. Or that's the Dyson one where you gotta like they blow your right. <laughs> where you gotta like straight down yeah. and straight up. Or have you ever been to the bathroom where the hand dryers on the side of the sink? So there's the tap where the water comes out. And then on the left and right sides of the like water nozzle is also the hand dryer. Oh, one stop shop. One stop shop. But what normally happens to me is it's the paper one and the paper one is stuck. And now I got to touch the last person's wet, dyely fingers. Presumably sanitized though, because they've washed and soaked and rinsed. Hopefully good enough. I don't know. Yeah. Who articles? Yeah. Anywho. I don't like public bathrooms. <laughs> <laughs> or escalator railings. <laughs> like, what if for my birthday I wanted to, like, go to, like, the Museum of Escalators? Like, I think... In public bathrooms. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think that because it's a museum, it would be cleaner. Oh, yeah, okay. But, like, if you just wanted to go to the airport and ride the escalators, 
No, <laughs> thank you. Or like Chinook and check Mall. Out every bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> and I bet airport bathrooms are one of the grossest. The amount of turnover. Turnover and like nervous flyers. Ew. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm a nervous flyer, but I don't have a poo problem. Okay. <laughs> but that doesn't mean other people don't, I right. guess. Right. I'm not here to poo shame anyone. Yeah. I mean, why it pukes on planes? Yeah. And that's gross too. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, so Eric, Eric gets this money now. He throws it at Annie in an offensive way. And then the next day he's got it like all in an envelope and he shows up to Suzanne's apartment and <clears throat> lo and behold, Bill, the skeezy dad is there. Huh? And Eric's like, I thought I'd see you here. And then he's like, do you want to give it to her? And he's like, yeah, any excuse to see my daughter. Like you just earlier yesterday said, she's out of my life. She picked the mom over And like me. You, sw- you got swindled into, like rather than child just doing support. what is right and yeah. paying the child support with the money you have, you had to get swindled by a pool shark. Minister. Minister. <laughs> but now you want to play the hero. Yeah. And show up with this wad of money. It's a brave new world. I guess so. <laughs> and it's gonna. This is gonna get them out of their sketchy apartment. Yeah. Like. That's good. There's nothing wrong with living in an apartment. No. <laughs> like me and my mom, like when I was in high school, lived in a one bedroom apartment. It was like one bedroom with a den. Yeah, yeah. In like I guess a bad part of town. But, like, you you just do what you got to do. Like, I assume everything in the north. I know this is wrong. But, like, everything north in Calgary is a bad part of town. <laughs> I just have this, like, growing up in the southwest. Like, that's what, did, like. That's the other side of the tracks? That's the other side of the tracks to me. Yeah. That's so funny because I grew up in the northwest and I thought everything east was bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The northeast. Get in, get out. But, like, Bridgeland is northeast. I know. And, yeah, and I mean, southeast is great. I had two cars stolen at my house in Bridgeland. Sure, I yeah. I mean, it's Beltline. <laughs> but it also has, like, million-dollar homes because it's Beltline. No, I know. And, like, and it just, yeah. Like, there's bad parts of town in the south. In every quad. West and the southeast. Sure. And yeah. the northwest. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. But, yeah, in my mind. Do you say never eat shredded wheat? Yeah, but what's it from? It's northeast, southwest. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what are we talking about? Or there's never eat soggy wheat, never eat soggy wieners. <laughs> I said shredded wheat, not soggy wieners. I've heard that though. It's because you grew up in the northeast, <laughs> northwest, northwest. <laughs> um. Okay, so I actually really liked the Mary storyline i did and how it was handled i was really worried it could have gone it could have gone a lot of ways yes i also had and this is because i grew up in the 90s i had this split moment where i was like all he did was snap her bra strap yeah like what like you got like they're making such a big deal about this like when i read the word sexual harassment i think worse than snap but like but it is yeah but that's my brain because that's how i grew up i know you're damaged that's okay 
I thought the same. Good. So Mary <laughs> goes on a date with this guy. Only one date. He's not for her. Michael Towner. Gross. And he's like the school, like, not even, like, I guess bully, but he's like a cool guy. Like he, like, he gets all the chicks and he can't believe he got turned down. By Mary Camden. So he's not taking it well. Yeah. And so he starts a rumor that him and Mary went very far. Yeah, way further than just a and, date. And he wrote what he wrote something on the bathroom wall of the boys' bathroom. So Mary Did you write it down. Yeah, Mary goes in to look, see what it is. She can't believe it. And then she hears someone coming. So she gets into the bathroom stall and it's Matt and some guy. And they look at it and read it and acknowledge it. And Matt's like, well, I'm going to take care of this. They're also talking about how they went to a rave that weekend. Yeah. Okay, Matt. Calm down. So it said, you'll always score with Mary Camden because she loves to go one-on-one. Like, that kid wasn't that clever. No. Some writer wrote it and had to get it passed by the producers. And they were like, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Because it's like a basketball reference. Yeah. Anyways. (laughs) Also, like... If there was one minuscule piece of graffiti on the bathroom door in my high school, it was gone immediately. Like, yeah, this bathroom was trash. Bathroom was just covered in graffiti. Like, what's happening in Glen Oak that all (laughs) these boys are trashing their school bathroom? Yeah. Do you remember always in our bathroom, people would like wet, get wet little balls of toilet paper and like shoot them like up onto the ceiling with a straw? No. And then they would harden. Ew. They look like popcorn ceiling, but it was usually like with spit. Ew. Yeah, it was gross. Ah, Maybe this is gross. why I don't like bathrooms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's gross. Yeah. So Mary is upset. She's crying in her room. Matt's like, I'm going to take care of this. And she's like, no, I can take care of this on my own. Yeah. And her friends are trying to support her and being like, don't even listen to him. You know, he's he says this about everybody, but she's sort of getting this vibe that everyone's talking about her when she's walking down the hallway. Yeah. And she is a good Christian girl. Um, And then because she was hiding out in the boys' bathroom, she has to get Matt to sign her tardy slip for her. Yeah. Um, I think the word tardy is so funny. It's very funny. Um, So she's tardy and she can't have another one because it's going to be the third one this year or something. Yeah. Um, Like, it's only February. Like... Slow your roll there, Mary. No, she's late for <laughs> all the things. And so she gets, and so then they kind of blackmail each other because she's like, well, I heard that you went to the rave. And he's like, oh my God, you were in the boys' bathroom. And she's like, yeah. And then that's when he's like, I'm going to do something about this Michael character. And she's like, no, I can do it. But thanks for signing my tardy slip. Yeah. So it all kind of comes to a head when he's walking down Michael. Michael is walking down the hallway and Mary and her friends pass him and he turns and grabs the back of her bra strap and snaps it. Yeah. (sighs) And she loses it. Yeah. And she like goes up to him and she's like, hey. Oh, she's like, I want you to 
erase off the bathroom wall. Oh, yeah. She's like got a marker in her hand. That's the biggest, fattest marker I had ever seen. I bet they played with a few different options, but like they couldn't see it well enough. Right. So it was like one of those big, chunky ones. Yeah. <laughs> and so he gives, so he whacks it out of her hand. Yeah. She like grabs, does she, how do they end up in the bathroom? Does she grab him? And they go into the bathroom and then she's like, you're going to fix this and holds out the marker. Yeah. He cat slaps it out of her hand. And the whole school is following them. Yeah. And it goes towards the toilet and she grabs him, throws him into a stall, puts his head in the toilet. What do they call that? A swirly. A swirly. <laughs> Gives him a swirly. Yeah. Like, that makes me want to puke. That's it's really gross, but like I want to do it to somebody one day. I think it would be so funny. <laughs> okay, well, like a clean toilet. You know what the science center? They have that toilet that's a water fountain. Yeah, like I'll drink out of that. That's fine. Mm -hmm. But it's funny that people are like, Ugh. I know it was broken last time we were there, and why it was like, oh, this is my favorite thing. Sleeping out of the toilet. So funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, she's like flushing his head in the toilet, and everyone's like, oh, yeah. And then they go out in the hallway and the teacher principal, principal is like, get in my office. And oh, his, yeah, his face is soaked. And... Yeah. And the principal is a woman. Good to note. So they, I don't know, all the parents end up there. Yeah. And she's got Mary and Michael like up front. And then the four parents are across the back. And like, I never had to. I never had to deal with that in school. Like I never did anything bad enough where yeah. like all the parents had to come in and I got like yeah. laid into. Um, and are you going to play the clip of what yeah. the principal says? So the principal basically says, okay, you can't do that. But like Mary, but what you did, Michael was way worse. Oh, he's like, I yeah. want to sue. Well, I want to, I want to press assault charges. And then the principal says, and Mary, I assume you want to oppress sexual assault assault charges and or sexual sexual harassment charges. And Michael's like, what? And the dad, of course, Michael's dad is like, what? This isn't sexual harassment. And he's like, like you would say this because she's a woman. Yeah. How do I find it? Like, what's happening? Like, my, you, Is it your movies? Just go to albums. media types <laughs> and then it should just be one of these oh here it is okay <laughs> you zoomed in my god what is wrong with me okay i'm gonna play the audio clip so please enjoy and yeah Really? I'm not 
inclined to be as generous as you are. You talk trash. You write trash. You dare to snap this woman's bra strap? At the very least, your head is going to wind up in a toilet. You harass another human being in this building, and you will find that you have no friend here. Got it? Yeah. Good. Now go spread the word. I know you're good at that. <laughs> Like I love this principle. She gives me bet from the L word vibes. Oh, bet Porter. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, I was just rewatching that now, and I was like, oh, that's who she reminds me of. Yeah, yeah, and I she of course you think it's a sisterhood thing, <laughs> the dad, like that. I the way that they wrapped that up, it was the last scene of the whole thing, and I loved it. I was shocked. Yeah, me too. And I, like, I don't know, Mary, it should have been sexual harassment because I bet this Michael person, if it was real life, would have gone on to do much worse. Yeah. Yeah, but Mary gave the swirly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> At the very least, your head's going to end up in a toilet. Oh, it was so good. It was really good. I liked that it was, it feels like this episode, like you said, was more siloed like each mm -hmm. storyline was not as intertwined yeah which made it easier for recapping yeah like that last one with the party and the movie and the whole so many moly. things were like happy if that and... was confusing guys sorry yeah we are still confused <laughs> what do we got next week oh gosh i wasn't ready Episode 17 so 17 18 19 20 21 22 22 so we have six more episodes yes it's called Choices. Uh, Camille, a beautiful girl with a wild reputation, befriends Mary and starts to influence her behavior. Carrie Russell guest stars. Oh, <laughs> I know. I'm so excited. Oh, it's going to be good. It is going to be good. I love it. Um, if this is your first time listening, thank you. And if it's not, also thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Follow us on social media. We're on TikTok and we're on Instagram. I'm going to post a few clips of this week's episode on both so you can see it and have some reference for what we're talking about. And if you like our show, leave us a review. Yeah. All right. That's it. It's a long weekend. We don't have to go to work tomorrow. I know. Party so time. <laughs> All right. All right. Bye. Bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hey there, welcome to 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap. I'm Lindsay and I'm joined by my co-host and real life partner, Carling. We're diving into the 90s hit drama through today's lens. Get ready for our off the cuff commentary and peeling back the layers of the Camden family. We'll tackle everything from family rules, life lessons and 90s fashion. 
Join us every week for a lighthearted queer perspective and a trip down memory lane. Whether you're a diehard fan or new to the show, this recap is for you. So find us anywhere you get your podcasts at 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap.